Hi, and welcome back to SGTV. This is another episode as part of our Job Roots for Electricians mini-series, where we'll be talking to different electricians in the industry about the various routes you can take as an electrician, such as domestic, commercial, agricultural, lecturing, and many more. And today we're going to be talking about being a commercial installer. And today's guest is Chris Beanie from Juice Electrical. So, Chris, thank you for joining us. It's, it's great to have you no on the show. Yeah. yeah, great to be here. Thanks for the invite. Was, yeah, I was just, as I said before, I was just admiring your backdrop there. I think that's pretty cool. Well, <laughs> got to do, got to do your bit. Yeah, but I mean, it's something we spoke about in other episodes: is branding and how important it is. And uh, it seems like you've got some some good branding there. So, well, we like to, yeah, like to, to, to. It helps. It helps with identification, even if you know people can't read it from a distance. They recognise a logo, same as you yeah. see. You know some of the, the the bigger bigger names, household names. You you just recognise the logo without reading it. So we, we like, yeah. I like the name as well. It kind of makes me thirsty at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as I said, um, we're doing this mini series to make electricians, you know, new electricians, experienced electricians, just make them aware of the various routes you can take. Uh, because not all not all electricians will. Um, prefer one route or the other they might start out on domestic and feel it's not for them or start out in another sector and feel it's not the right path or they might be later on in their career and thinking they want to go into something different such as wholesaling or lecturing or something like that um so but we're going to be talking about commercial installs um so before we sort of get into the you know the nitty-gritty and the ins and outs of it can you just tell us sort of how you um how you started out you know the training you you started out with and to how you got to running juice electrical well basically yeah it, i it probably stems from from school days really well even from my father my father used to work for um seaboard back in the day um when all the uh, main distributors were part of the system um so yeah he used to work for seaboard and there was obviously you know stories and tools and stuff so i just sort of started playing with wires and that from a young age then um, i got involved with the uh lighting side of things um for school productions um and then leaving school i got an apprenticeship with british rail as it was then so i joined british rail on the um signalings and telecommunications department um i did a three-year apprenticeship uh got an onc in electrical electronic engineering and stayed with them for five six maybe seven years uh before it all got privatized um and then it obviously all got chopped up and different things and we were bought out a couple of times and um i had an opportunity then to to work more locally so um i took in a job with a, an alarm company um worked with them for about 18 months um it was okay but it really really wasn't my bag so um yeah just uh, uh, just looked at different avenues um and one thing i thought i'm falling out of love with this a bit so I went off for a while and just did other jobs um outside then, of the electrical industry that's anymore. completely out well yeah i got more involved with um uh tool hire um and, and tool supplies and fixings um and bits and pieces and obviously uh worked with uh, alongside builders construction companies so i got an understanding of obviously domestic properties and buildings and how they were constructed um obviously being in the railway prior to that it's, it's sort of a closed shop. Nobody's got a railway in their back garden and stuff. So yeah, some of the skills are transferable, but a lot of them are not. So um, yeah, so then I got into power tools and fixings and uh, uh, um, that side of things. Um, 
And then from there, that company uh, ceased trading and it was time to um, start up. So originally we got involved with um, the installation of uh, electric heating. Um, there's a few where I'm based, there's a few um, villages which aren't on mains gas, it's all electric, yeah. and they're all on the night storage heaters. I've been so, there. Storage yeah. heaters, the joys of storage heaters. Oh, yeah, the joy of storage. Certainly keep you fit, taking them out every day, <laughs> that's for sure. So, um, yeah, we set up set up a company and started um, doing heating. I uh, had some training from a manufacturer, uh, went to the factory and spoke to the, a few of the, the, the designers and the owner of the factory and everything else and started installing all electric heaters. Um, and then from that point, got asked, oh, can you do a light fitting? Can you do a fuse board? Can you do this? Can you do that? Which was fine to start with because I was I got, I was actually subbing out the, uh, the electrical side because uh, I wasn't registered. So I was actually getting someone else to do all the electrical work for me. Um, but we were getting more and more and more. So it was a case of taking it in-house. So, uh, yeah, registered with the with the CPS, went through the relevant, um, you know, tests and exams and questions and what have you, and uh, started off as a, as a domestic installer and have now finished up as, a, as an approved contractor. So, yeah, so we're, do, we're, we're doing approved contract work now. Yeah, that's quite a varied route then, because a lot of people I speak to, the you know, they come out of college or an apprenticeship or whichever training method they, they start out with, and then they'll, they'll go straight into domestic or maybe straight into industrial. But you've gone from almost rail to alarms to domestic. Now, you, you know, you're doing a lot of commercial. So that's quite yes. a nice way of finding finding your feet and something you enjoy. It is. And, it's, and, and I've been able to pick up a lot of information and a lot of skills and talk to a lot of people so you could almost treat it as an apprenticeship to a degree to get a, a wide spectrum of further information about yeah. different systems different practices and especially like the construction of houses and you know you see things of cutting of joists and such like um where people don't necessarily understand the purpose of the joist so yeah. you you get to yeah you get to do that and i did i actually uh, forgot to mention i actually did a, a bit of um electrical work for a ventilation company so we've got to see um in some of the uh smaller supermarkets so all the tray all the ductwork um and all the, all the services there so that was that was uh, a good stepping stone as well yeah so how did you make the step from so you've, you've done you know rail fire uh so rail alarm uh ventilation now you're sort of doing a lot more commercial. So was that a big transition getting into that? Um, it was it was a kind of sidestep to a degree. We had an opportunity through through uh, a bit of an incident. We had an opportunity to quote for some quote for some work, um, and we were up against two or three others, which was which was all above board and all as it should be. Uh, and, and actually, we were we were we were gifted the gifted the, the contract for want of a better word. So um, we took it on, and it was it's for a, um, a hundred year old cinema. Okay. So basically, we look after the the local cinema now uh, and do all of their electrical work. We didn't do the original installations because um, it's actually only been reopened for twenty. I think this is their twenty first year. So they reopened. Yes, they reopened in the millennium. So. Um, they, the original works were obviously installed by others, um, but they needed somebody to do the maintenance and the, the ICRs and just moving things forward because they actually they still had an old film projector. So they yeah. went all digital and 
stuff. So, but yeah, that was interesting, and that gave me gave me. I said, oh, actually, this is really you know I'm enjoying this. This is this is something to to be able to show off and use as a as a as a you know as a marketing piece and something to have a bit of pride and privilege in and say you know every time I drive past it I've worked there. Yeah. So, is, it, is it a different approach to those kind of buildings? Because imagine if, it you, if you're in commercial. You're going to have, you're going to be working on sort of those kind of buildings, like listed buildings, you know, Victorian uh, properties that are now used for commercial uh, reasons. Um, whereas new supermarkets, for example, they're almost constructed in the same way as a, as a barn, aren't they? It's like That's steel, it, yeah, there's almost, frame, there's almost a standard hammering. blueprint for it. And it's just yeah. like bang, next, bang, next. And it's, yeah. But with the, with, especially with the cinema, we had to be um, very sympathetic um, and there's, there's various things you can and can't do, but, you know, the council restraints and so, and the facade has got to stay, but stay the way it is. Um, and because they've got um, lottery money and everything else, there's various, you know, dotting of I's, crossing of T's for their their part in it. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's a very prestigious, very interesting bit. And, and I thought, actually, do you know what? This takes me back to to doing stuff behind the scenes at the railway, working, working, uh, London Victoria Station on the roof. Not many people would get to go up there and see things like, uh, and that sounds, it's, no, not no. it's not everybody's cup of tea, no, but no, seeing I, behind I the it. scenes, seeing yeah. seeing stuff from, from yesteryear and think, oh, actually, do you know what? The people that did this, there's pride, there's engineering in it. There's, exactly, there's, yeah. There, there's some proper, good, high-quality installations. And it doesn't matter whether it's, you know, it, it, welding woodwork anything like that you get to see behind the scenes and i you know i kind of thrive on that so i thought actually you know the, the cinema job was a was a nice one and um yeah just just really enjoy it so we we sort of push more and more for yeah. that, that sort of work now I do, I do find it fascinating we had uh, neil bridgman on before yes, talk, talking about now, yeah. talking about rail and I, I find it really interesting like you've got old abandoned uh, of subway stations and yeah, things so, that we yeah. use for bunkers and I, I, you know I'd love to go explore it might not be everyone's interest but I'd love to go you know take a peek in there and yeah no, same, really, same. I'd, I'd, I'd enjoy that too seeing some old underground stations and the like and disused lines and what yeah. have you it was tragic down here because you know I'm based in Halsham we lost the railway oh years ago Beaching part of Beaching's Cuts and then when they put the new re-signalling in, it, they actually destroyed and knocked down the old signal boxes. And, that, yeah. and they're just thinking, oh, you'll never never be able to replace that stuff again. It's lost no. now. It's lost. Yeah, so, it, it's a shame so. because a lot of commercial buildings, a lot we've said, that, that built, you know, Victorian buildings, absolutely amazing yeah. pieces of architecture and construction. I'm one of these people that you'll 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 bump into in the high street because I won't be looking where I'll be going. I'll actually be looking yeah. up and going, oh blind, look at that and yeah, <laughs> look above the shop face and see yeah. see see what's actually going on with the building. Um, but do, does it affect the sort of you quoting and time spent? So if you're if you're working on a character commercial building, are you having to allocate extra time, extra? Yeah, you got to be quite really quite thorough with things um, as you as you as you would do it anyway but um more so um and you have to sort of factor in uh delays in getting answers to things it's not as speedy as perhaps it could be um you need to get the nod to go ahead and do something or you might actually what would be satisfactory information 
for one client, you'd have to, and I go, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, crack on. You know what you're doing. We'll leave you to it. Inevitably, with the, with the more um, sensitive stuff, they come back to you, and it opens up more questions. Yeah. But it's about it's about um, transparency, clarity, and dealing. You know, most of the time, you can go back to the manufacturer and get the information and put a proposal together along with manufacturer documents which help you explain why you're using what you're using and so on and so forth there's sometimes where you just can't um the should we say politics dictate what you do so you have yeah. to, at the end of the day you are you are working for a client um and they've got their wishes so it, it's a bit of a balance at times yeah. what is your typical kind of client then not like personality but i mean are they um, supermarkets? You know, what are they? No, not really. We've got um, we've got a few uh, retail properties that we look after. We've done a, a lighting scheme for a, for a, um, an ironmonger's. They again, they've been trading for a hundred plus years. Um, so, and they hadn't had anything done in their property probably since the sixties. So, so that was a big sort of revamp on that new lighting scheme for them, new ceilings and stuff. So there was other trades involved involved there. Um, it's quite diverse. We've done stuff um, for the Samaritans as well. Um, so we've done a bit of work for Samaritans. I've got um, office blocks. Um, I've done stuff on a farm for a, a beekeeping, beekeeping school and... Um, Sort of agricultural teaching they've got classrooms um and then industrial units they uh, turned into classrooms and workshops so just a big void so up go all the walls and they create these little areas and pods and one thing or another so you've got a, a you know so it's a, quite varied isn't it it we, is yeah like when, when we've spoken to specific agricultural electricians specific industrial electricians and it sounds like commercial almost touches on a lot of those bases, doesn't it? It does. It does. It, it goes up to industrial and obviously drops back to domestic and stuff. So it, it is kind of pitched in the middle. You get um, sort of uh, um, little industrial sites on farms, you know, agriculture, not necessarily doing agricultural work, but we've done work for like a welding company, a shed company, and they're based on a farm. So they've got their little little manufacturing units that they do stuff in. So there's, you know, there's three bays in there. Um, we're in the process of talking with UK Power Networks and the local scouts, um, the local scouts site. Um, their original hut burnt down oh, many, many, many years ago. Um, and all they've got is a shipping container on site. But they've been saving and saving and saving and they want to get some electric on site. So, we, you know, we're starting from scratch on that one. Mm. Um, it's just getting, getting the power to the, to the actual premises. Um, Got a car parking lighting scheme on the go um, and CCTV. So that's for a brand new car park. So, yeah, old, new, here, there, yeah, and everything everywhere, in basically. Yeah, and everything in between. Yeah. So, what is it you'd say that separates um, the margins of a commercial install? Would it be the, the type of work you're doing or the type of building? So, what I'm, I'm trying to sort of ask, like, what's the, the difference in wiring, the difference in scale, that kind of thing? Well, it's, it's a, from domestic, it's a lot more project orientated. So you have to, you have to obviously consider all your different wiring methods 
whether you're going to be using tray, I know whether you're going to be using steel wide armoured, no smoke, um, etc. So I know you use steel wide armoured, you know, for shed supplies and the like in domestic, but um, then you've got to look at actually whether you're doing, um, uh, you know, dis distribution of electric around the site, so on and so forth. So, so it gets a bit, um, you have to sort of start with the foundations and, and um, a lot more sort of agricultural, big SWAs and stuff. And then you break it down to the smaller stuff and then obviously start working from the CUs to actually, is it going to be an office? Is it going to be a kitchen? Is it going to be a restroom? Is it going to be a, a teaching room? Or is it just going to be a store or a workshop? So, yeah, it's it's time consuming, but obviously you 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 price it you price it to suit because it's a project. It, you, you're not going to be in and out in a day, in and out in a week. Um, and you might actually have to have two or three on the go, maybe more, um, because they're not going to be as fast moving. So yeah. you don't want to be sitting around. And well, okay, well you know I need to I want I want to be along you know, tomorrow. I've got three days sitting around. No, you can be on another one sorting that out or quoting yeah. or while so, shop fitters are in and that kind of thing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you've got to obviously stand down and let others get on if walls aren't ready. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's you are reliant on other trades to a degree. Um, is the you all pull together? Yeah, is the power distribution side of things different for commercial? Because let's say let's say people watching this are mainly domestic, which I'd imagine they are mainly domestic installers. Um, so they're talking, you know, one consume unit and they're, they're doing the ring, the radial and lights and all that kind of thing. So yeah. how, how is it, how's the basics for a commercial setup? We or, do or there's no such thing? Is it so varied? Well, you start from the incoming supply, basically, and, and then just web out. So you need to work out what, what, what characteristics you've got coming in, uh, what UK power networks or whatever your local DNO as facilitated for you basically so whether you need single phase three phase and then whether you actually need the three phase to run three phase motors or whether you're going to use the three phases three single phases and distribute them to different places um yeah and then you have to sort of start from the beginning and start from the end and work out are you going to marry the two together so what does the customer want you know are they going to be running three phase machinery or do they just want multiple you know uh, multiple classrooms or or do they want is it a commercial kitchen is there going to be um you know dishwashers fridge freezers big ovens so on and so forth so you kind of look at what they want what's available and, and then you have to obviously um do the bit in the middle yeah would you say it's more dangerous i mean if you're on a domestic property you're, you're going to practice safe isolation well we hope Absolutely. people are practice safe yeah. isolation so if you're on a commercial job, is it a lot different? Is there more risk? Yeah. Electric, well, as you know, electricity is dangerous full stop. That's all. There's no, you can't be blasé about it. It is, it is a life and death situation. Um, and you have to be really thoughtful and careful and one thing or another. Now, in a domestic property, you've got pets, children, um, adults that's unaware of what you're doing. So you really have to, you know, be on your guard there, but you are actually in one environment. And if you're fortunate enough to work in the void property, you can lock yourself into that environment and have control. So that's really good. Um, on a domestic, uh, sorry, on a com commercial, you may have many other trades there. 
you may have different points of isolation. You may have different points. So you've really got to be on your toes. Um, people coming in, coming out. Um, you haven't got the control on the, on the work site to a degree. So um, you really have to be, you know, be spot on with what you're doing. Yeah. Um, you know, locking stuff off. Locking, even if fuse boards, consumer units, distribution boards, even if they're locked off, if they're in a cupboard, then lock the door. Make sure you've got the key for it. You know, put put tape across the door and then as a as a seal, so on and so forth. Just just make it known that you know yeah. that you're there, you're working, and stuff isn't to be switched on. Have the have the breaker in your pocket. <laughs> so yeah. Just just all sorts of things because it is it's, it's dangerous. Um, yeah. And then they're getting away from it. I've heard people sort of snivel at that kind of thing, going belt and braces when it comes to that, but. You can't. You can't. You can't you, no, no, you, you can't. You, you, you've got yourself and you've got to look after others. Um, yeah. and, that, and, that's, and that's all there is to it. You can't have um, a lax, shoddy, carefree approach to it. Uh, and and that, that will take, you know, it could take you an hour before you actually do anything. If we actually get involved with it, or just putting various procedures into place and going, right, but this is a, that safe, double checking. Is this a safe environment to be working? Yeah. Is this a safe environment to actually have others with you? Or should I be putting up barriers? Um, you know, going back to how long does a project take, the, the, the car parking and CCTV one, that's in a public area. Um, now, the electrical work is not going to take that long. But the civils that have got to take place and the digging of holes and the trenching and the putting up of the columns, that takes a while. But you're walking away from that at five, six, seven, eight o'clock at night. You won't be back until five, six, seven, eight o'clock in the morning. You've got to make that site safe every single night. And you've got to do as much as you can. So that eats into time. And that's, you know, what could be a, a week's worth of work could actually, uh, I've, got to, I've got to quote this at two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, because of all the, the, the safety measures you've got to put in place because it's in a public environment. So, and it's the same as when I was, you know, that those sort of things I picked up when I was on the railway, changing of um, um, the, 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 the flapper boards that used to tell you where your, your, your train was going. Um, tell you it was delayed. <laughs> yeah, tell you it was delayed or cancelled or non-existent or, yeah, or a bus service. <laughs> yeah. But all that sort of stuff, you're, 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 you're working in a station where you've got members of staff and you've also got members of the public. So you have to be absolutely on your guard. And if it means, you know, pairing up or three of you working and you get, uh, well, you know, one of you's waiting around at the bottom of the ladder, one of you's up the ladder and the other one's, well, that, that, you know, we need eyes everywhere. You don't have lorries bank, you know, backing around on building sites without banksmen. You need pairs of eyes, ears to, to you know, and it's all cost. It all comes down to cost at the end of the day. So. Yeah. Is that something you, you you sort of implement into your quotes? Yes. Not yeah, only absolutely. the physical work, not only the inspection of the site to, to gauge what needs to be done, but time it takes to isolate, yeah. make absolutely. safe, all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. If it is, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm the first to admit I'm not the cheapest, but it's not about cheap. It's about yeah. being, it's providing value and doing it in a, in a safe manner. Um, you know, I've, I've got public liability and professional indemnity insurance. I don't want to use either of them. Yeah. I don't. I just want them to be bits of paper in the drawer. 
that I've got to tick the boxes. There's no way that I want to be able to have to lean on any of those because there's something that's been, you know, overseen. Yeah. Have you been uh, onto commercial jobs, whether you've subbed or been subbed, con- subcontracted onto jobs? Have there been instances where you've seen that there's a lapse in safety and you may think, you know what, I'd rather not be on this site? Um, not not too much. There's, there's Everybody's got a, a, a different way of working and a preferred way of working. Um, there's obviously certain rules and regulations which you can't uh, you know, deviate from. Um, but it's it's some of it's much like the blue book. It's interpretation, and uh, you know, and it's been it's been bandied about before by many others in the industry to work from the regulations. The regulations are the minimum that you that you sort of work from those, not to them. So, um, and it's the same with health and safety. If you can do more to protect and make safe, then you then you're going to do it. So there's been things on sites where I might have put out, you know, a bit more red and white hazard tape. Okay, it's not gonna, it's not gonna, no, it's not gonna, gonna, it might save someone's life, I don't know, but it doesn't hurt. It's a bit of red and white tape, it's uh, uh, next to no cost, then put it out, make people aware. It might be the, the first and last bit that somebody sees. So just the fact that there's I don't know, cones or, or other barriers there, then, yeah, it, it, it doesn't hurt to go over and above. Yeah. Do you, um, so do you subcontract work out or are you subcontracted from builders or? No, I don't, I don't, I, if I, I, my brother-in-law um, works for me and obviously if we get bigger jobs, then I bring others in, um, but they work, they work. I don't sub it out and let them deal with it. I don't take my eye off the project we're still working on the same project or on the same job so it's not a case of winning a job and then getting others to quote and then they take it on and do it they actually come and work with us or for us or alongside us however it seems so i still deal with the still deal with the client i still deal with all the the invoicing the paperwork the certificates um whatever plants needed whatever fixings um accessories that are needed for the job so yeah we do bring people in because again there are uh, some instances where i say we, we need extra bodies and even yeah. if it's just eyes and ears but then we all you know we all club together and, and just move the project forward uh, which is nice because the client sees that you you're, you're you're putting the effort in and you're not you're not dragging your heels and thinking you know i can price for a few more people but I don't actually have to have them here, so I'll just pocket the pocket the change, mm. <laughs> invoice them for it, but not actually do it. So, yeah, it's uh, say transparency and clarity, really. Can pay ever be an issue for uh, subcontractors? So, you know, they're not going to get paid until the person that's contracted them is getting paid, and so on. There's always there's sometimes this domino effect, isn't there? It it does happen in the building industry uh, quite a bit, and it's quite unique to the building industry. I don't know why everybody seems to want to work off credit all the time. Um, I don't know, well before COVID, that, that, the, the guy on the digger that smashed up the, the, <laughs> the travel lodges and stuff, yeah. then you can see, you know, you can see where it's all coming from and bits and pieces. But thankfully, we haven't, we haven't been in that predicament. Um, but I, I will pay whoever's working for me and then if I haven't, I will have that fight further up the line. I don't think it's fair 
they've they've done their bit, uh, and it was well, providing they've done their bit, and it's uh, they've done what they hoped for, and it's satisfactory and its thing, then they'll be paid for it. I don't yeah. drag them into anything that's happening in house here. Yeah, um, and that and that's good, and I hope that's I hope that's you know the I hope that entices people into commercial work if that if, if yeah, that's a stumbling it, I, point that they're thinking of getting into and they're worried about this kind of domino effect there are good bosses good people like you that are paying which yeah well I, I, then that enables me to pick up the phone next week and say oh any chance i'm in the mire i need a you know can you give me a hand next friday or whatever um again transparency clarity yeah. and, and, and integrity um <laughs> i'm not not going to pay anybody um, unless there's a, a, a specific genuine reason not to. Yeah. Um, and in actual fact, I've, I've probably had more issues with domestic customers <laughs> being slow or withholding payment or part payment or even paying but not wishing to pay the VAT than I have with, with my commercial customers. So yeah. um, I don't know. You, domestic. I don't want to tire everybody with the same brush, but it does come across that there are uh, rogue trades out, out there, of which there are. There's oh, no yeah. getting away from yeah. it, but they're also rogue customers, yeah. <laughs> and no. they don't. Yeah, they don't see that side of the coin. And as I say, I've I've had more instances with domestic payments than I have with um, commercial, yeah. because the commercial ones, it's domestic. See most of the work has a cost to them everything's a cost everything's a cost um whereas the 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 the, the more commercial jobs although it's a cost it's an essential for their business so if they don't have it done they don't actually have a business run yeah so um you know and 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 there's more or if they don't emergency lighting problems then there's health and safety issues so there's more so they tend to be um a bit more on the ball it's an interesting point actually it is it is down to people's mentality of it is what's yeah. needed and what they want and how they view the, you know paying for that kind of thing yeah and uh, i yeah. know we're sort of, we're going sort of off topic here but it, it is linked um because you you've mentioned about like the paying of commercial and um i think it was we were speaking to about electricians in america and australia and and i can't remember which of the countries but um basically you can't if you were to sell your house with an old board in that's fine if you was to sell your house with a new board in that's not signed off that's an issue um but over there one of the countries you can't you can't sell your house with an old board um because it's a necessity to have it put right and up to scratch and I wonder, I, I wonder about the mentality of homeowners over there, whether they'd be in the same mindset as a commercial uh, property. Yeah, well, uh, you'd, you'd like to think so. I, th- I think, um, I think electricity is very uh, disregarded, and unless it's and when some, when there's a power cut, that's when people are reminded that they've actually got electricity. Other yeah. than that, it's just it's just a it's just a given that it'll be there and the, unfortunately it will work even if it's wrong yeah so you know unlike with, with plumbing if you've got a water leak you can inevitably find out where the water leak is you get a visual clue 
Um, and you know, and same with the gas, it's the smelling, but electricity won't give you those those things and it will work if it's wrong. And there's you know, there's still hundreds, thousands of properties out there that are well beyond their serviceable life. The electrics are in them well beyond their serviceable life and need something doing to them. But that's yeah. where, again, it's seen as a it works and it's an unnecessary cost. So mm -hmm okay i'll carry on it works and it won't be until it actually goes wrong then it'll be like oh okay better get something done about it yeah and i, I don't think there's ever been um in my lifetime a bigger opportunity for electricians in this country uh, you only have to look at if you if you're like me i live uh, quite a rural area you only have to look at how much is changing there's shopping centers retail parks small industrial units, everything just popping up everywhere. Yeah. It's all going to require electricians. Yeah. New houses being built, houses being renovated left, right and centre. Even the, the type of power, you know, like solar and car charging, there's so much coming, so yeah. many different avenues. And that's one thing we really want to make people aware of with this channel yeah. is just how much you can actually do. Well, it's never going away. And we can, we can electricity hasn't the principles haven't changed at all no electricity is dangerous and it and, and uh, uh, you know and, and as i say the principles have not changed at all it's just the way that we 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 approach it we use it yeah. we're blase about it but we're going to consume more and more everything needs charging you know it's just it's not going away it is absolutely not going away and we're just going to need more and more and more um whether it be wind farms, solar, you know, um, hydro, anything that's, 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 that's going to put more power into the network. Then, But the networks are, you know, are aged. They say there's capacity there, but for how long, I don't know. I mean, Howsham is going to become the biggest inland town in the whole of East Sussex. It is, they are putting up houses like you would not believe. Um, and where it's coming from, I just don't know. Um, no. it, all, gonna, it all has an impact on the infrastructure it does. beneath us, doesn't it? It does, it does. And then we, we're going to get the, it won't be long before we start getting the, the, the East Enders or the Coronation Street effect when all the kettles go on all at the same time. Um, and you're going to get, I mean, where I am, you can sort of keep an eye on the, on the local sort of social media groups as, and, and I've got a power cut. Has anything that's affected anybody else and so on and so forth? And you can just see where they're, they're switching around problems or overloads. Um, and yeah, the network is hanging on, but for how long? I'm not 100% sure. But no. I don't know. I don't fully know enough about it, but you can see bits of it. You yeah. Can, well, you, you, hear, you, know, you hear people going on, you know, older properties and things like that, and they're saying the, uh, the, the, the electric coming in and out and everything like that, they're, they're, they can see it's not up to scratch. So, I don't know. I don't know what is going to be done. You know, I mean, you, you we're doing. You, you know, the, 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 down to the. We have to run obviously twenty five mil tails to a CU. And you look at the size of the incoming cable, and then you look back to where it's coming from. You thinking, yeah, okay, well, I've done my bit, so yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. we're letting, letting it fall over somewhere else. Well, I mean, to start from scratch, realistically, you'd have to dig up everything. You'd have to pull no. down all the everything and start again, which. It's not going to happen, no. at least not overnight. So I, I don't know. And that might be a talking point for people in, for, for our viewers in the comment section. You know, yeah. if, they've, if they've got a better insight, if they 
know what's coming that'd be great to hear from people this is obviously goes more into the industrial side which we only sort of just sort of touch on really so yeah there's obviously industrial electricians that know know more about the, the yeah. network and what's what, what you know if there's any future plans etc then yeah. um i want to ask you about qualifications so different different parts of the industry you're going to need certain qualifications so is it different for a commercial installer do you need any additional qualifications i i personally go i will go for any qualification that i can get um that if, if it's if it's to do with the work that i'm doing then i will go for you know whatever i can um so any inspection and testing courses additional testing courses um tv charging courses anything where i am dealing with that particular piece of um you know that particular product that particular accessory um or if the project calls for it then okay cannot can we take this on are we knowledgeable enough to take this on or do we get somebody in that's got it and then we deal with the project and then obviously pick up with it later on and go, actually, we need to be, we need to know more about this. We need to get the, the qualifications with regards to this. Um, we don't do much of the, let's say, the, moving to the future. We don't, we haven't done any sort of solar and stuff. So we're not even MC registered. Um, so we, we strayed away from that, but it may be something that we need to look at for the future um ev chargers we've done few but we haven't got involved because of the the too heavily involved because of the the grant scheme so we've sort of shied away from that but again when when that becomes more um more profitable shall we say and with and less paperwork heavy then we'll probably uh get more involved with that yeah. so i hear so many people talking about this grant grant scheme for the the ev charging and how much of a pain it is and yeah it's hard not to get political on that kind of thing it is and i know i know of others that are, that are you know two three figure sums they're waiting yeah and you, you can't you can't be the government's cash flow so i'm you know without sort of picking on any political party or anything like that. It's the same with the same the way the solar went and, and the PIV. Um, so, yeah, it's it, we shy away from that because it's just not somewhere it is not no, right. I need, I need to I need to have more backroom staff doing all of the paperwork and yeah. the admin for the, for the simplest of jobs. So, yeah, yeah we tend to um, stay away from those and obviously um, do a lot of CPD as well. If there's any free CPD or paid for CPD, then you know with, with any manufacturers courses, um, Zoom meetings, online courses, then we we look at it and and just try and extend our knowledge, um, so that the right products are going in the right place. Because um, I think if the manufacturers giving you support for their product, then why wouldn't you? Why why would you why would you go and buy an unbranded product um, or an inferior product and then not be able to really understand what it does, what its intentions are, whether it's got any pitfalls um, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, if there's you know, CPD available, we, we take that on, you know, as well. There's no, um, I don't profess to know everything. I'm not even close. There are, there are plenty others out there that know, yeah. that, that know it- a lot more. Uh, You're right. It, it does come down to manufacturers a lot, and you know, without trying to blow our own horn, but obviously at Skolmore, we 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 do as much as we can to 
to yeah. give people the knowledge they need to know about our products and technical information, make it as ready av- readily available as possible. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, you've got, you know, as a, as a company, you've got an, a, a vested interest. Why, why would you put inferior products onto the market? Why would you not impart the information, the R&D, the stuff that you've designed onto us, the installers, because we're the ones that are putting your gear in. So, exactly, yeah. And we want, um, and like any manufacturer, we want people to come back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to get embroiled in warranties, callouts, replacements, and all that sort of stuff. I, you know, I want to fit and forget, and and the the customer will appreciate that more if they, if you sold them a a job um, and installed the right products, um, then hopefully you won't see them again, which is. It's a bit of a false economy because you shoot yourself in the foot if you've done a good enough job in the first place. Yeah, that's why when you when you if you're doing you know even if you're doing a power supply to a summer house workshop shed at the bottom of the garden, you've got to do that job and earn your money on that job, put it in properly because you, you won't ever get to go and do it again. Yeah. Um, if you've done it right, it should last. So, and if you do it right, they're going to get you in for the next yeah. project because. Yeah whether it's homeowners, domestic, commercial, whatever it is, every, and, and the pace that commercial works at and turns around now, you, you go into your local shop and it's, it's been redone every yes. two years. Yeah. Um, so there's always going to be work there. And yeah. if you've done it right, they're going to get you back. Yes. Yeah. Um, do you mind? Yeah, no, go Sorry. I was just, um, I was just going to say without throwing numbers at me, um, but how would you say the pay compares from a commercial point of view to other sectors that you've worked in? Um, I'm fortunate, lucky, or I've engineered it that the, the, the people that I work for actually do appreciate the time, the effort, and, and, and the knowledge put in to what they want. So I'm kind of, um, I'm not holding all the cards, but you've got to be, you've got to be sensible with it. Um, some of them actually give me a little bit of a free hand to say, right, this is what we want doing. We know you can do it. We know that there's costs involved um, on one thing or another. Please don't be silly with the with the with the numbers. But why would I be? A bit like you was just just saying about you, the manufacturer. I'm not going to shoot myself in the foot by overpricing a job, um, and then you know you never hear from them again because you were too expensive or you ripped them off. Um, there's no longevity in them, in that at all. So you have to be, as I say, honest, transparent, uh, and it works the other way. If I've underpriced a job or I've got into the habit now of actually putting uh, contingencies on the quotes, so giving, uh, giving them a price with a contingency and actually saying that that will be removed at the end of the job, should it not be required, so that they're actually they're better informed of the costs that are, that are, you know, that could potentially crop up um, yeah. with, the, with, with this with this car parking and CCTV job. I've got to be aware of other services that might be in the ground. So, oh, you know, okay, but I've got a bit of a contingency in there. I've got to get it surveyed for drains. All stuff that we can't see, what's going on, so on and so on. And it's got nothing to do with the electrical job as such, but it's still a cost. So... And you and you have to charge it, and you have to pass that on to the client. Um, you know, you you you, we we've all got bills to pay, and we've all got uh, and, you know we, we 
we should all be entitled to earn a living wage. Um, and that's ultimately what what, what it is. And, and and if you can do that, then great. It's it's I'm I'm I st- I started this from scratch and I didn't inherit this. Uh, and I've had to uh, put it into the position, Juice Electrical Service, into the position that it is today. And I want it to continue. I've got two boys. Where they might want to take it on. They might not. But it's uh, like you're saying, the branding and everything else. There, you know, I'm not just a. Uh, uh, I'm not trying to be rude, <laughs> as it were, but I'm not just a, a jobbing Sparky in a, in a in a plain white van just going around fitting like pigeons doing this and sort of ducking and diving. This is a this is a business, and it's got a it's got to support my family, and I've got to and I've got to choose those clients that are going to pay me to support my family. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's you've got to be you've got to be human. You know, you've got to, and it's about dialogue as well. It doesn't yeah. matter. Um, you know, it's like your favourite pub. It doesn't matter what the, what the pub's called. It doesn't really matter where it's located. It's the people. It's the staff. It's the atmosphere. It's the it's the um, the enjoyment of it. And um, you know, I'm I'm fortunate enough in a position that. 90% of the time I can go to work and enjoy it because I'm working for the people. I've got no worries about, am I actually going to get paid? Am I going to be tucked up? Is there going to be something hidden around? Or if I do, you know, miss something or there's an unforeseen, I can go and say, look, sorry, didn't see this coming and discuss it. Um, and it's a working relationship. And you, you get that, you get that really well with it. Don't well, I certainly do on my with my commercial customers. Yeah, and it's great. It's great to hear. It's and I hope it does put people's minds at ease. Whether you know if if they're thinking about getting into commercial and they've got certain worries such as pay or customers or anything like that, I hope you know this video. I hope what you said does help, and that's the whole it, point of what we're it's, doing. It's not going to happen overnight, and you will. You know, you've yeah, got it to, takes time. Doesn't it? it takes time. You've got to think with your head and and due diligence and research and so on and so forth. What, why, why am I getting the phone call to go in and second fix a, a commercial job? What happened to the previous electrician? Did, 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 did he do something wrong or was he not paid? Was it the client that did something wrong? You've got to sort of step back and think, oh, actually, what, what's, what's, what's going on here? Who else has been affected? Why is it in this situation? I never... You know, why am I quoting for the second part of a job? Um, so, yeah, you just just got to really sound it out. And especially if there's, you know, big numbers involved, you've got to think, actually, is it is it better that for my integrity and my peace of mind and for a good night's sleep, shall I just actually say, no, I don't need to take this on. I've got enough going on. Or if I haven't, actually, it's better to be slightly quieter than it is to be having, having an animal of a job that, that is just going wrong, left, right and centre, causing you, you know, uh, mental anxieties and stress and money troubles and so on and so forth. Actually, just say no. But you can say no, if, especially if you're, um, you know, you're in charge or you're, you're, you're self-unemployed, as I call it. You, you know, you're, you are your boss. So, but, you know, there's no harm in saying no. Yeah. Um. I think that brings us to the end of our episode, really. I think we've covered everything 
I had. And uh, like I said, I hope this has been useful to anyone watching this. Well, I hope I haven't waffled on too much. No, you, it's, and, been, um, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show, Chris. I, I can just sort of talk, talk from the heart. I know there'll be, yeah. there'd be, there'd be a few laughing at me, no doubt, and there'll be a few going, oh, what's he said that for? But no, yeah, I, I, it's just, I, just me, so... <laughs> I think I think having people, you know, boots on the ground people on this show is what is brilliant, and I've not, had, I've not seen any negative comments, really. I've not seen anything like that. It's all... Every, every Sparky I speak to are telling me the same thing. Whichever part of the sector they're in, they're telling me how everyone just sort of bands together, how every every Sparky, even if it, even if you've got two or three other Sparkies on your patch, they're not they're not really competitors. They're helping each other out. They're exactly. helping each other out with advice yeah. and work. And I think it's brilliant and it, it makes working in this industry even better. So well when I first first started one of the, the, the my, my Twitter account or our Twitter account, the business Twitter account. Um, I was a, I was a bit reluctant to sort of start following other electricians and so on and so forth because it, I suppose having been from the railway background and so on, you all work for the same company. But then you have to think, oh, actually, do I really want them to know what I'm doing? Do I really want to engage with them because we're competitors? And that, but that's as far from the truth as it could be. There's some great, great guys out there that you can learn stuff from. Um, as I say, you, you never stop learning. You won't know it all. Um, and it's a great camaraderie. Um, and you can, you know, talk to other electricians, whether it be domestic, commercial, industrial, pick up little gems. There's some great, you know, some great people out there that are on the ground, very well grounded, very knowledgeable. And it's free. It's free. You know, uh, you can just gain that information. Might cost you a beer. Well, yeah, it cost you a beer, you know, a bit of banter, um, and it, you know, it might be eleven o'clock at night. So, it, but it just, it just, yeah, make yourself accessible, be true to yourself, and um, talk about it. And if you know, again, if if you're not sure, ask. Yeah, you know, it's it's the problem is the, the industry is so diverse, so so diverse that there, there are just many, many, many ways of doing things. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's great to have that community spirit, I suppose, um, yeah, especially, no, I especially if you're doing lone working as well. You know, you can go out your head sometimes on a job and not see the wood through the trees. You're just like, what? I just, yeah, and just open up and, and, and um, yeah, explore the opportunities available. That's the great thing of, of say, social media is you can do it. You're going to get your issues. There's going to be some. Um, but that's the same in any walk of life. You know, you can go to a you can go to a restaurant and sit down and not exactly get on with the table. It's obvious <laughs> to you. You know, they might not be your type of people, but you just you just got to ignore it and 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 not not rise to it. So um, yeah, some great guys out there. Great information can be can be got. Yeah. Right then, Chris. I want to thank you for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed. And, uh, anyone else there watching? Uh, please make sure you like, subscribe, hit the notification button. As I said, we've got loads of videos as part of this Job Roots for Electricians mini-series talking to domestic, commercial like Chris, industrial, agricultural, rail, loads of different ones. So please check them out. Um, and just also on SGTV, there's plenty of videos, different, different sparkies talking about different parts of the industry. So plenty of videos to check out. So anyway, thank you, Chris. And no problem. Thank you. Thank you for watching. We'll see you next, we'll see you next time. Cheers.